0: And back with Lisa Waters Lane in the studio. She comes each week with your garden questions. Just what are your neighbors talking about? Lisa kind of inspires us, gets us on the right direction so we don't make a mistake. And sometimes we learn from our neighbors. Yeah. That's what gardening is all about. You, you share that. That's why it's so social. So welcome to the studio, Lisa.
1: Thank you.
0: So how is your garden life? Go- how are your gardens?
1: Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Needing lots of water.
0: That's yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. So it's, giving, it's giving the uh, uh, drip irrigation had to tune it up
1: mm-hmm.
0: and tune it up. And <laughs> still, it's just kind of making sure it doesn't uh, fail.
1: It's hard when it's windy and dry yeah. and hot. Uh, boy, things let you know right away if they're not getting enough water. If you're paying attention at all they'll tell
0: you that's right they will and we're and then we're planning on going on a quick vacation at the end of the month Mm -hmm. and so you kind of want things kind (laughs) of on autopilot so you kind of adjust see how it's doing adjust see Mm us and then pray for rain while we're gone so uh, let that first monsoon hit so what kind of garden questions do we have
1: so lots of questions lots of stuff going on out there gail in chino has a peach tree started out looking really good, lots of fruit. She was thrilled with it, uh, but lately the fruit is dropping, yeah. Or in the fruit that's on there still is just not, doesn't seem to be growing, it's just kind of keeping that same size to it. What's going on,
0: June or Gale? We call that it doesn't matter if it's Chino, Camp Birdie, I mean, Presque Valley, it's it's dewy, it's all the same. Mm-hmm. And again, we're three weeks late this year. So normally this this phenomena happens in June. We call it June drop. Okay, that's the first week in July. This question probably came July 30th or June 30th or something, but it's called June drop. And what happens is the fruit has formed a lot of fruit last spring. So it flowered, pollinated, set fruit. And now the roots are trying to keep up with the fruit production. So the fruit is taking... The moisture coming up from the roots. And so if it can't, if there's too many fruits to keep up with this, it'll drop the weaker ones. So we call it June drop. It's trying to balance its fruit load out for the amount of moisture and irrigation you've got. Some things to watch for though. If your plant gets stressed out because of water at all, it will naturally sacrifice the fruit, it will shed the fruit. Because the, the mother plant wants to keep itself alive first and foremost. Then it will try to reproduce through the through the seed from your peaches. It goes for plums, apricots, nectarines, apples, pears. They're all the same. So make sure you're watering. I would say supplement, Gail, supplement water. We've That's a theme going on with this show. It's been hot and windy. Add, maybe add to your drip irrigation or run, if you're doing it by hand, maybe do it twice in a week instead of once. Make sure that plant doesn't go dry, especially while it has fruits on it. So June drop is is normal. Uh, As soon as it adjusts, it will take all of that energy and start forcing it into the remaining fruits. And so you'll see them plump up pretty quickly. That goes for apples. You might even want to hand prune your apples and pears. They tend to come out in clusters of three, four, five apples. And there's no way that branch can support five fruits take off two or three of the weakest ones. Leave one or two so the plant can now adjust and use the the, the remaining moisture and food that it's got for those remaining fruits. You get a nicer, bigger fruit. Uh, so G- Gail, June drop in July. That's what's going on. <laughs> See us for more. <laughs> and
1: you're right. Everything is late this year. We're about three weeks late. So definitely.
0: I didn't hear the late part. What was the first part of that?
1: I said everything's uh, ready. No, late. no, before that. So you are right.
0: I am right. I am right. That's good. I like that.
1: I said it once. I don't need to say it again for the next 10 years. So we're good. Uh, okay. All right. Tom in Prescott said, I heard you say watch out for spider bites. He wants to know. Yeah. What is what is a spider mite? What does it actually yeah. look like? And what kind of things are you looking for?
0: Tom, first and foremost, thank you for tuning in, listening. That's great. Attentive ear, but uh you if you if you see spider webs on your plants, it's not a spider, it's spider mites. And I'm seeing them on everything. I saw them last week. I mentioned it in passing. We probably ought to go into it a little deeper. So if you see spider webs or a webbing like a like a floating web on top of your foliage. It can be on anything from roses to junipers, uh, Alberta spruce, I've seen them on ivy. I've seen them on my flowers, it's ridiculous this year. I think it's cause it got, went from cool to hot and it, all of a sudden they'll be here until it rains real hard. They don't like moisture. They like hot and dry and that's where spider mites thrive. And that's what we have right now. Until we get our first rain, two or three weeks, it's gonna be something to watch. If you see uh, a webbing, just get a spray to kill them. So the, you've got spider mites. You can't see them. They're microscopic. Sometimes you can, you can tap a branch and the dust will move. They're actually smaller than thrip, which is a spring phenomena. We call that one no see And spider mites are smaller than those. And so you're not going to see spider mites. But you'll see the damage. You've got a scarifying mouth part. They tend to scrape the tissue off of those needles of, let's say, I had a U in, in the shady areas of my gardens. It was there. They'll scrape the, the bottom tissue of a, of a rose, and so it looks looks skeletonized. They got onto my cucumbers, and so you're seeing the <laughs> speckled yellow. Is it yellowing? Is it tissue? What's going on? It looks weird. Spider mites. Spray them with. We got a couple things in and out a spray. We've got cyanara. It takes, it's not just soap and water. That's not going to phase them. You got to get to something a little stronger. Mm-hmm. You don't have to go as strong as malathion. I mean, death, toxic waste in a, in a bottle. But you got to go stronger than, let's say, a neem oil, something inert. Uh, so come see us, Tom. We, we can guide you. This is serious. If you see webbing. If you don't, eh, don't worry about it. But if you're
1: looking funky. Take a good look at it. Maybe yeah. something is going
0: on. Sometimes you don't see the web. Sometimes, let's say on Alberta spruce, they get down inside the, the spruce. This is a cute little spruce. It's a dwarf. Mm-hmm. They get down inside, and so you don't really see the spruce until it's too late. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes on big spruce trees, or not spruce, um, big junipers, let's say mm-hmm. Spartan junipers, They naturally their natural diet is the, the native junipers. So they just migrate over to other things. They go, I'm tired of juniper. (laughs) I want to try something different. I'm going for your apple tree. Mm -hmm. So look for that. If you see, if if you're not sure, take your phone out without the power on just black screen, tap a branch. And if the dust is moving around, you've got (laughs) problems. Come see us right away Mm -hmm. because they will kill the plant. They're not messing around. They will kill it in pretty short order. So you don't want to, you just want to come see us. We get your yeah. spray and mitigate it just right away. So Tom, thanks for listening. Again, thank you for listening.
1: <laughs> All right. One more question is from Shelley in Prescott Valley. She wanted to put in a crepe myrtle tree, but hasn't been able to find any in the area. Yeah. So her question is, why don't we have crepe myrtle trees here?
0: Yeah, you could probably find some down in Phoenix, but the good garden centers are not going to sell you one up here. What happens is because our cold winters get so extreme so, so quickly, it resets crepe myrtles back to the roots. So they act more like a perennial. They'll, they'll go underground by the roots. The roots are alive, but the top growth will die off. And so then it will come back fresh every year. And it'll be, it Really, it's a bush. Figs will do the same thing. Certain plants will do this. And so I could sell you a tree. And it would be beautiful. It would live through the summer. And then come winter, at least maximum one or two years, it would reset down the ground. And so you just paid double what you should have for a tree that turns into a bush, (laughs) just by the bush. And it's because of that extreme temperature. You start to see trees down at the lower elevations where you can start to form. form. But even then, they struggle because it's lack of humidity. They'll take the heat, the humidity. It just... Go with the bush. We got several varieties out here. They're spectacular, some with purple purple foliage, with bright pink, red, white flowers. Go with those. You'll get better. Shelley, there, there's better choices. Uh, so, anyway, come see us. We'll give you the tour of the crepe myrtles that grow in your backyard. This is Ken and Lisa Lane, the Mountain Gardeners. We'll be right back after this.